It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the newest episode of the Giants huddle podcast. John Schmoke with you, today's guest, Fox Sports analyst, Mark Schlereth, who has the game this week on Fox for the Giants and Rams. I want to remind you that the Giants Huddle Podcast is part of the Giants Podcast Network, which is brought to you by Investors Bank. You can find the archive on the Giants mobile app, Giants.com slash podcast, and your favorite podcast platforms. Mark, welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? Good to talk to you. I'm doing great, John. Man, it's great to be on. I really appreciate it. Mark, let's go to the defensive side of the ball from the Giants. I think they've actually stopped the run fairly well on early downs. They are pretty stout up the middle with Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, Leonard Williams. I think Lorenzo Carter's been a, a fairly good edge player against the run as well. But their third down defense has killed them. When they know the other team's passing, the other team knows they're passing, they can't seem to get off the field. How do you see those plays? Is there a common thread that that's kind of joining all those struggles on third down defense together? Yeah, I, well, I, I am I'm with you on um, on the line of scrimmage. I think Dalvin Tomlinson's a really good run defender. Um, they, they've got some run defenders in there. I think Blake Martinez is a, a phenomenal football player, and, and his ability to to run under guys and his ability from a recognition standpoint, uh, he's a really good he's a really good player. Um, I think one of the things that happens to the Giants a lot is you'll see them in third down situations, red zone situations, and this is kind of a philosophical approach I think that they brought from New England. They want to play a lot of man. You know, they want to be aggressive. They want to play a lot of man coverage. And what I've seen is is communication issues in the back end. Um, I've seen, you know, where they have, you know, a, a system that they want to run, and all of a sudden they get bunched up, you yep. know, a bunch formation, and they get picked. They get, uh, you know, guys bust assignments. Guys um, have undisciplined eyes, and and that's what ends up, you know, in my mind, happening to them in those situations. And so, um, from a communication standpoint, they have to be better on their back end. Uh, Holmes has been Holmes has been tricked several times in uh, in coverage and in man to man stuff. Um, and teams, listen, when you get into a bunch of man free type of concepts, especially down the red zone. And especially, you know, in third downs, what are teams going to do? They're going to motion. They're going to short motion. They're going to stack receivers. They're going to get into bunch formations. And they're going to make you sift through traffic. Um, and they've had a problem when it comes to sifting through traffic. They have gotten lost a couple times, and, and they've had busts. And, um, and those are the things that have happened to them. I understand the philosophical approach because, um, you know, I'm a believer. Here's the other part to, to that. When you're going to play that style, and you know that's the style they've chosen to play, and I'm fine with that style, but your front four have got to get to the quarterback. you got to pressure. You have to. And, yeah, and, and so if you're going to play that style, you damn well better be able to pressure and be able to get there. And even if you're bringing an extra, you know, an extra rusher, you're dogging, they can't, you, can't allow, you cannot allow five to block four. You can't allow five to block five. And consistently on third downs, they have not played complementary football in that, you know, if they do rush, they get a breakdown on the back end really quick. If they don't, you know, if they don't rush, um, you know, if they cover, they can't get to the they can't get to the quarterback, and so the quarterback holds on to the ball and somebody shakes loose. You know, like you can't cover anybody in this league for three and a half seconds. It's just not going to happen. Yep. And so. The complementary nature of what they're trying to do, their rush has not coincided with their third-down coverage, and therefore 
you can't get off the football field. And um, and I saw it a bunch against the Niners last week. And this is a depleted roster. My buddy Damian Woody called them the 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 twenty Niners, the San Francisco twenty Niners, <laughs> because they're so depleted. And yet here they are, you're just running what they run and um, and getting guys wide open. The Rams do a lot of the same stuff the Niners do, right? Shanahan and McVay come from the same school. Play action off outside zone. The running plays look just like the play action. The jet sweep motion pre-snap. All that stuff that the Rams do to scheme up easy throws for Goff. Free up guys on crossing routes. All those sorts of stuff. For a defense, when you're going against that style of offense, what are the keys in order to keep them under control to not allow some of those schemed openings become open like they did against the Niners last week? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's the same offense, except... McVay runs everything out of 11 personnel, so three wide receivers, tight end, and a running back. And, you know, and then Shanahan uses multiple tight ends and fullbacks and everything else, but it's the same system. Um, The thing about the Rams is the Rams, I would put their tandem or their duo of wide receivers with Cooper Cup and Woods and throw Josh Reynolds in there as the best tandem of wide receivers that nobody knows about. Um, They are they're not wide receivers. They're great football players. And you want to talk about guys who aren't afraid to mix it up, aren't afraid to get down and dirty in the trenches, uh, take on a linebacker, whatever the case may be. They just don't care. Um, that's why Robert Woods and Cooper Cup were both voted by their teammates as team captains. And you don't see that very often in the NFL where the receivers who are normally, you know, your divas, I got to get the ball guys, being voted team captains because they set the tone. So it's the same offense essentially that you're going to see it's just done out of a different personnel kind of matchup uh, scheme. And I think the first and, first and foremost, more than anything, with both of these teams is dealing with all the shifts and the motions. So the first thing you do when you play the Niners or when you're playing the Rams is you have got to be on point from a communication standpoint. And what they do, and the reason they do what they do is there's, it's twofold. One, they're shifting and they're motioning to dictate, are you in man or are you in zone? Let's get a pre-snap look and see exactly how you operate this. The other thing they're doing is they're shifting and motioning to get your linebackers to move around, to get your safeties. Hey, who's coming down? Who's going to be the rotational guy? Because, you know, when you watch the Giants on tape, I mean, they're a single high. That's what they want to base out of, single high, eight-man front. Yep. And so – who, which guy's going to rotate down? Who, who's coming in the box? Who's buzzing down? Is it your, you know, your free, your strong? Your, which, which one is it? Hey, are we going to rotate the linebackers around? Are we kicking over? Like one, at one minute you're kicking over because you're in a, you know, a right formation, so you're kicking the linebackers over. Um, you know, you're kicking the linebackers over to the left because the the safety on the left side is going to come down and become the eighth man of the box, and then all of a sudden you shift that, and so now all of a sudden you have to all kick over, and now the other guy's coming down. And so what they want to do is to get you looking at a lot of stuff and get you playing on your heels and then pop a wide zone or a a power play and have you in the middle of a shift playing on your heels and then you can't play downhill. And you saw it last week happen a bunch. And you're right. They defended the heck out of the run. They defended it. The first pop-out run was about a 13-yard run with about a minute and – I think 19 seconds left, if I remember the clock time, uh, like a minute and 19 seconds left in, in the second quarter. The pop-out run, I don't even know who 28 is because I just watched Coach's tape. So, you know, I don't know the name of 28, but he popped one out on a wide zone to the left. 
and it was about a 13-yard run. And that was the first yep. breakout run, first explosive run they had in that game. And yet they still had 34 carries for less than 100 yards. Like, who in the hell gives you 34 carries when you're averaging three yards a carry? There's, there's no other coach in the league that does it. But as you mentioned, astutely so, they, they designed, you know, probably eight explosives in the passing game off that, off of those runs. And so the Rams do the same thing. I, I tell you what, I'm going to break out this term on the broadcast. It's the illusion of spread. The Rams give you the illusion of spread, and then they cram it down your pie hole. That's what they do. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. They look like a spread offense, and then you're like on your heels. You're shifting, and you're redefining who the strength is, and you're telling which safety to ro- rotate down. And all of a sudden, they snap the ball and cram it down your pie hole, and you're like, what the hell just happened to us? Um, thank goodness that Sean McVay remembers how to coach football again. You know, remember last year when it, it all of a sudden, hey, the NFL caught up to Sean McVay. He's no good anymore, right? I mean, for crying out loud, you lost the best blocking guard in, in football, the most dominant guard in football in Saffold, went to Tennessee. There's a reason that, that, that Henry, you know, did what he did last year. And then, um, and then your center was just overmatched. And now you've moved your right guard over to center. You've gotten two new guards. And all of a sudden, you're smart again. Oh, really? No, you're just dominating the freaking line of scrimmage is what you're doing. I'd be remiss if I did not ask you about Aaron Donald as a former offensive lineman. I went back, watched every one of his snaps. The play against Dallas where he basically tosses three offensive linemen aside on a stunt. It's like, oh my God, this guy's not human. How do you stop that guy? And how do you operate against somebody that can be that disruptive and can penetrate in the middle of your line of scrimmage like that? Well, the first thing I would do was I would pray for him to get sick. Um, not permanent, like not permanently sick. I'm not an animal, but just sick for the game um, to not feel well. That would be my first thing. Um, secondly, uh, hold on and enjoy the ride. I mean, you should be like that's a that's a carnival. That's like that's the amusement park when it rolls in town. You know, the thing that makes the amusement park so exciting is that you know the guy that put it together is like you know that guy's a transient, right? And he put that damn thing together, and you know at any minute one of those carts could just fly off into the, you know, and and everybody could die. So, you know, there's a couple of car (laughs) pins in there that are rusty. Like, that's like, that's the thrill of that ride. That he is like the amusement park that rolls into town. You pay your quarter, and you hope to survive. Hey, Mark, Mark, Um, by the way, as someone that grew up in Brooklyn and has ridden the cyclone many times, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. You're like the guy goes, hey, he's got a heater hanging out of his mouth, and he goes, enjoy the ride. (laughs) And you're looking down at the, you know, like I said, the pin is barely in there, the carter pin's all rusty, and it's the only thing holding that damn ride together. And you're like, man, if we survive this, we've got a story to tell. That's playing against Aaron Donald. I mean, that's what it is like playing against Aaron Donald. So um, he's an absolute uh, – he's the best player in football, yep. bar none. And uh, it just is – it's like the things that guy does just are phenom- – they just – they're – like I just watch – I'm mesmerized. At the same time, I'm just happy that I don't have to play against the guy. Um, <laughs> he, is a, he is an absolute nightmare. The one thing, though, that he does that can give you that, – that can give their defense trouble – is, like, everybody will say penetration kills the running game. Um, and I would say that's not necessarily true. Yep. Consistent penetration from everybody kills the running game. But when one guy gets penetration and everybody else gets maxed out of the line of scrimmage, then you create a swinging gate. 
And so with, I get those penetration guys. I would love to run some wham and some trap on those guys. Invite them to take that upfield nature and then see if I can get a tight end to earhole that guy or get a, uh, you know, get somebody, a fullback or whatever the case may be to kind of put some, uh, to put some Rydell in that guy's ear hole and see if we can create some pop out runs, um, taking advantage of the fact that he is so good at penetration. So, um, but yeah, that's a, that would be a nightmare, man. He, he gives me, he literally gives me diarrhea every time I watch the film, uh, as a former offensive lineman. It makes me, it makes me want to vomit. Hey, Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with the Giants branded debit card. Security features and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants, member FDIC. We're joined by Fox Sports NFL analyst Mark Schlereth. He is the call Giants and Rams on Sunday. Let's go to the Giants offense for a second. How much of the issues do you think they're having specifically with running the ball on early downs and then pass protecting on late downs, generally scoring points, the efficiency of the passing attack has to do with the fact that Daniel Jones is in a second year, no offseason, new system, and the offensive line trying to get cohesion with a limited offseason and all that trying to come together in a very short period of time. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, everybody is, right? That's everybody's issue is that it's all new and it's new terminology and new verbiage and, and, you know, new players and all those things are, are, are a problem. And so I am a big believer, like protection is, protection is one of those situations, John, where, um, you know, you've got to have, you've got to have talent and technique. So that's number one, got to have great talent and great technique. Okay. Number two is you've got to have great communication skills. The quarterback, the O-line, everybody, the running backs, the tight ends, the receivers, they all have to be on the same page. They have to know, hey, if we get blitz, this is our adjustment to blitz. Here's who's hot off the blitz. If two come weak, you know, if we get four weak or we get, you know, four strong or whatever the case may be, here's our hot route adjustments. Everybody's got to be dialed in. And then ultimately – the guy who's more important than all of those guys combined is the guy's calling plays. And so here's what I would tell you. If you're going to drop back 30 times a game, the great coaches understand about mitigating your issues up front. Okay? So what are they going to do? All right, well, let's say it's 30 dropbacks. Okay, let's just call it 30 dropbacks. Mm -hmm. We're going to have five boot keeps out of there. Okay? Sure. So now we have mitigated five dropbacks so we have five boot keeps so now we're down to 25 times that we have to legitimately protect so now let's say that we also have three uh let's say we have three step drops let's say we have five three step drops where we can attack the line of scrimmage okay mm -hmm. so now we've taken 10 off of that so now we're down to 20 so now let's say that we have five five step drops that are out quick so there's a difference between a five-step drop with a hitch and an all-go. All-go is once you hit that fifth step and you drop, that ball's out. So if we have five of those in there, and it doesn't have to be all-go. There's other ones the ball's out quick, but I have to know it's an offensive line. Right. So I have to know which ball is getting out quick. And so I can essentially change my set there, too. So now I've eliminated another five dropbacks. So now I'm down to 15 dropbacks. Now how many play actions? How many run actions do we have? 
So do we have two or three run actions and two or three play actions off of that? Not the boot keep things where we get outside and have a half-field read, but the actual run action, play action stuff. So can I get another five there? And if I can get another five there, I've got ten times where I actually legitimately have to protect. And Mark, when they do have to protect in those third and long situations, a lot of the stuff inside to me comes with stunts, communication on those plays, late blitzers, loopers, where the Giants have the six guys in the block six rushers, let's say, but two guys will wind up on one, and then you have the free runner coming at the quarterback. Is is that pre-snap communication, or is that just identifying once the ball is snapped, who's got to go where? How do they clean that stuff up? Well, it's, it's pre-snap communication, and, and there's two kind of trains of thought on protection. Um, you know, there's letting the quarterback call things and then having the offensive line be in charge of who you're protecting and the quarterback adjusting and understanding. And, you know, there's, there's two real trains of thought. It just depends on, you know, what you believe in as a coaching staff. See, I hate it when they let the quarterbacks do everything because the quarterbacks will – will get into a cadence, and they'll be like, blue 80, blue 80, you know, and they'll re-identify the mic really quick. No, no, 54 is the mic, 54 is the mic. Ta-da! And what happens to us up front is you're like, okay, we've got to re-identify the mic. That means now instead of turning to the original mic, we've got to go one man over. That means now we can pick up the mic and one extra blitzer on the outside. But if you say said hot, and I haven't communicated that down the line of scrimmage, does the tackle know? Hey, I can kick packs past the defensive end and pick up the blitzing, you know, the cat corner that's blitzing off the slot now. He didn't, he, he didn't hear it. He didn't have time to adjust. He didn't have time to, to echo that call from center to guard to tackle. And so guess what happens? Now all of a sudden you're not protected, and the quarterback thinks you should be protected. And so those are the things that happen from a communication standpoint. So if you're not in control of that as an offensive line, then you, you, know, you get to the point where – your ball is snapped, and you guys haven't fully communicated it. And that's where what I call getting edged happens to you. And when you get edged, I mean, think about this. You know, I always tell people because, uh, you know, if people are asking me, I'm going to tell them, the most skilled position is football. in football. The most skilled position is your offensive lineman. And when you think about this, I mean, you're asking a guy to move a man from point A to point B against his will that's the same size, that's the same strength. But when you're blocking that guy, you are, you are exponentially a worse athlete than that guy across from you, 100% of the time. And if I don't block that guy 65 plays in a row, then I suck. He gets <laughs> one sack. I suck, and he's great. He goes to the Pro Bowl. You're right. So it's the most – like, give me one other position in any sport where you don't match up like athletes. Hey, listen, man, if you're a center in, a, in, in basketball – and you get caught in a switch against the point guard, and the point guard blows by you, does everybody say, wow, that center really sucks? <laughs> no, they say that's a terrible matchup, right? Yeah, you're right, 100%. But if you're an offensive lineman and you give up one sack, you're a piece of crap, and that guy goes to the Pro Bowl. And so it, it's a really incredibly difficult position, and the communication is in, it, it's got to be top-notch. And if I get edged even a little bit because I'm late just a half a tick, I'm beat, and there's nothing I can do about it because the guy across from me is a way better athlete than I am. And so, you know, that's why I just am, I'm a firm believer that if you think you're just going to give that over to the quarterback and let the quarterback do everything, I think it's stupid. And, 
and I, I've seen it happen in the league. It, it, when I came in the league, it was never that way. And it started morphing that way, and it continues to morph that way, and, and it's, it's just dumb. Um, and there's, you know, probably the majority of the teams call it that way now. And it's a stupid thing, and you put yourself in a bad position. And I, I'm a firm believer in letting those guys up front dictate what we're going to do from a protection standpoint. Call it, we're going to run it. And quarterback and, and receivers, you adjust. Mark Schlereth, Fox Sports Analyst. He has the call, Giants and Rams at SoFi Stadium. I'm heartbroken. I'm not going to see that building, Mark. Enjoy it. I hope it's as cool as it looks on TV. And you can check him out on the call on Fox this weekend, Mark. Good stuff. Thank you. My pleasure, John. Take care, buddy. That's Fox Sports Analyst Mark Schlereth. We thank him for joining us on today's episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. And, of course, make sure you check out his call on Fox on Sunday at 4.05, Giants and Rams. We want to thank you for listening to today's show. You can find the Giants Huddle Podcast, as long with all of our other podcasts, on our Giants Podcast Network, which is brought to you by Investors Bank. You can find the archive of all these podcasts on your favorite podcast platforms on the Giants mobile app and on Giants.com slash podcast. Thank you to Mark, and thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe.